So welcome to Decapod, and we've got an extra special treat for you because we are doing a Halloween Supreme bonus episode. And I'm joined, as always, by the star of the show, the mighty Emma Morgan. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> That's my spooky voice. <laughs> just, like, have you just seen? I was just coming for you on Zoom that said playing music. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good. It never comes up when I actually sing. <laughs> That's weird. I, I think that says quite a lot. <laughs> so, happy Halloween, Emma. Happy Halloween. Uh, yeah, we are doing our uh, top 10 horror films of all time to celebrate the most wonderful time of the year. In, yes, in your humble opinion. Yes, yes. So how did you find creating your top 10 horror? Because we all know that you're a massive fan of horror. Uh, so how did you find creating your top 10 horror films? I found it harder than I thought. And I actually had more on my list than I was expecting to have. So I actually did have to have a bit of a call to get it down to a definitive top 10. But the top 10 I've got is really class. So I'm really, and I've got like really good, honestly, Terry, I'm not going to let you down with this. I've got really good reasons for why I've got all of my films on. I've not been silly. I've not done anything to try and annoy you. So I've not put any um, thrillers on there to try and get debate like that going or anything like that. I have really taken this. I've, I understood the assignment. I've taken it seriously. And I think you might be a little bit proud of me by the end of this. Always proud of you. Always <laughs> proud of you. Um, I don't have justifiable reasons for any of mine because I had about <laughs> fucking 42 that I narrowed it down to. And I'm just like, all right, well, that one's got a long name, so that's hard for me to say, so I'll take that one out. <laughs> and then I'm like going back to my logic of, oh, well, Jaws is the greatest film of all time and it's kind of a horror film, but creature feature and I can, oh, I don't know. It's not a complete horror, so I'm going to take that one and put this one in. And Oh, this was hard. It was yeah, hard. It was, it's weird. It was supposed to be fun for you. <laughs> It's actually I mean, just become torturous. Yeah, because also all the films I wrote down, I wanted to watch. I didn't have time <laughs> to watch 42 films. You've barely got time to watch four films in a week, let alone 42. No, now I've just spilled water all over myself. <laughs> it's going really well. This is, like, going, this is like we've had uh, we've had technical sound issues. Now, now it just looks really weird. That's a really weird posture. Yeah, well. Oh, dearie me. We'll put this out on video, folks, because this is a fun one for you. We were starting, we were starting up for YouTube for it, so that's a great one to have there. Excellent. <laughs> so, for, for all you guys listening, uh, we are doing commode rules, and if you don't know what commode rules are, Mark Commode, uh, sort of the... The, the film critic god of the UK. Um, he When he does his top tens with someone, they will count down from 10 to 6, and then the other person will go from 10 to 6, and then 5 to 1, and 5 to 1, and so on and so forth. So if Emma was to say a film, I already have it that's in my list. We won't acknowledge it. We'll acknowledge it's in my list as well. We won't say where, but then when we come to mine, we will talk about it at that point. So... The mighty Emma Morgan. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it makes me excited because I'm putting you as Mark Commode, which means that I'm Simon Mayo, who's on my list, which is always, which is great news for me. Uh, yeah, I reckon I'm I'm probably Mark Mark because he's a bit grumpy, isn't he? He's a bit grumpy and he's a bit 
definite about his opinions, whereas Simon May is quite easygoing, fun kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even notice, but sometimes I can be a little bit, you know, dogmatic about my opinions. Just ever so slightly, yeah. Should we make a start? Yeah, should we go for it? All right, go on then. Ten to six, one at a time. What What is your number 10 film in your top 10 films of horror of all time? Right, so number 10, I've got What Lies Beneath. Um, that starred Michelle Pfeiffer and um, Harrison Ford, and I went to see this at the cinema, and uh, really, and I think it, I don't think it scores very highly on reviews and things like that. And I've got a spoiler alert coming up, so if you've not seen it, sorry, but it's twenty years old because I remember I was at uni when I went to see it. So it's one of those. I make no apology. Why I love it, so I think it's got some amazing jump scares. So there's the bit. The famous bit, I think, is the bit with the bathroom mirror where she's always got a steamed up mirror. So she uses a hairdryer to clear it. And she does it once in the film and it's all fine. She does it later in the film and then and it's got the jump scare. But what I really liked about it, so Harrison Ford is he's my ultimate of my list. So he I just particularly if he came in the form of early 80s Harrison Ford there is no better Ford but he's always been he's a hero he's an absolute he's just a hero in his movies sometimes he's um a little bit like a uh, uh, like a rogue the rogue you like to love but he's generally portrays heroes so it blew my mind when you find out he's the baddie absolutely blew my mind and I, I remember that was a big kind of oh and I don't know if he did that before. I've not seen all his films. So it kind of had that bit in for me. But I think it's legit scary and proper jump scares. I don't know whether it's because I saw it at the cinema. But yeah, What Lies Beneath is number 10 for me. I think that's a good show. Um, it's not on mine, but I think I've only seen it a couple of times and probably when it first came out. I can remember, I don't remember an awful lot about it, but as you were kind of reciting it then, the, the memories came flooding mm-hmm. back. Um, and yes, I remember the jump scares and, and just... On that, where do you stand on jump scares? Do you think it's like cheap cop-out or do you think if done correctly, wonderful horror? Yeah, I think that it's, I think it's a classic element of a horror film. I, th- I think the, the jump scare, if done well, that's part of what it is. And I think you've described it as it's got to get you in the feels. And if you're like on the edge of your seat engrossed in something and it, and it can make you jump, I think that's almost as powerful as making someone laugh. I think essentially, yeah, it's a key part of a horror film. I forget what film it was, but I was watching one the other day and the wife was sat next to me. She wasn't watching it, but she were there. And I'm saying to her, there's a fucking jump scare coming. I know it's coming. Mm. It's still going to get me. And I can't remember what film it was. It might have been Wreck. But it's like, it went on for about 30 seconds. I kept saying, it's coming. It's, and sure enough, it got me. <laughs> Crapped myself. And it quite, And for me, that's a good jump scare when when that tension, and you can almost tell there's something coming and it mm-hmm. still gets you, even though, you know, I think that's the difference between a good jump scare and one that just does a right now bang. I yeah. That's the difference. But um, Harrison Ford. I love yes. Harrison Ford. Oh, um, my God, Yes. Little bit of a spoiler, uh, you know. There may be another special coming up around another list that might involve Harrison Ford. Oh, what my list? Your list. My list. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's good. I was like, I was trying to go. Oh, we've got another list that's going to involve Harrison Ford because I'm super into that. But yeah, yeah, my list coming up, guys. Um, so yeah, that's my number ten. Shall I? Shall I keep counting down? 
Yeah, I mean, it was a good film. I can't remember an awful lot about it. But, yeah, good show. I like it. Proud of you so far. Uh Uh-huh. Number nine, I've got The Orphanage. The Orphanage. Which is a Spanish horror um, that I was persuaded to, um, to watch. And it's it's completely different to what lies beneath because it isn't about jump scares. It's about things feeling a little bit creepy and a little bit unsettling. But probably most people that would say they're too scared to watch a horror film could make it through the orphanage because there's nothing like horrific in it. But it is amazingly just a bit creepy and you don't really know what's going to happen and what the outcome's going to be. I don't think I've seen that. Is that similar to the others? I don't know because I've not seen the others. Right, okay. I don't think I've seen that, so I'll add that to my list of films to watch. Yeah, yeah, did like it. Okay, number eight, we've got Saw. Saw, I love Saw. It's not on my list, though. Uh, So I remember Saw was when I, so I was always very adamant I didn't want to watch horrors. I was like, I don't want to watch unpleasant things. I don't like it. I don't like that being my friend. (laughs) I was going to say gently got me into horrors by a saw but it's not exactly a gentle uh way to get someone into horror but i love it i like the first one i think it absolutely loses its way with the seat the second one's okay but the first one is the best one and another one got a twist at the end which i didn't see come in and i like that whole like ultimate sacrifices the guy makes the people make in order to escape death basically and it's it's grim and it's and it's gruesome but the saw one is clever and i like it i hate the later sequels because what i don't like are just gore for gore sakes like i hate films like there was hostel which i refused to watch That's a funny face you just pulled when I've just panned hostel. It, it did make it into my top 42. All right, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, so clever. And it's got your favourite Robin Hood in it. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot about that. Um, he wouldn't just... be swanging many arrows, though, after that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not just my favourite. It's the best Robin Hood, but whatever. <laughs> um, but... I, I love Saw, all the same reasons you said. I'm not going to spoil the ending because as much as it's an older film now, I mean, it must be, what, 10, 15 years old? About 15 years, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Um, it's still epic. So, you know, if you if, if you listen to this and you haven't watched Saw, just press pause and go watch Saw. Just don't, don't listen to this crap. Go watch some quality. <laughs> go watch Saw. Um, and I agree with the the sequel. Have you watched? Have you seen all the sequels? No, I've seen two and three, and I think is it three where he's balanced on an ice cube. That's where I was like, I've, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was three, but I can remember that one because. <laughs> but I did like the gore. I, I'm a fan of the oh. gore, and but they need to have a story behind it. And it's mm. I, I genuinely think Saw is one of, if not the most convoluted storylines. Across the series I've ever seen, and I've watched them all. And I watched them all. I think it one I had a week off end of last year. I might be getting my dates mixed up. But I watched them all in succession, like four or five one day, and them all the next day. I still don't have a clue what we're going on. <laughs> and, and part of it is, I think it's the detective from Saw two and three, and Saw four are different people, but they look identical. Yeah. So I just completely got lost there. And then the latest Saw film come out, which was uh, from the book of Saw, Spiral, 
which mm. I think had Chris Rock in it, which was just pathetic. <laughs> that was just crap. Uh, but yeah, I saw the, the first one. I remember seeing that cinema completely took me off off uh, by surprise, uh, took me off guard. And um, yeah, just a really interesting concept of, of essentially making, like you said, making someone make a little bit of sacrifice. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Good shout. I'm doing well. Right, so uh, number seven, I've got A Quiet Place. I haven't got it in my list. It was in my top 42. <laughs> um, didn't quite make it to the list, but again, a really, really good choice. I told you, I've properly, I didn't want to let you down for this. So um, A Quiet Place was one of another film. I had to be really talked into it because I was like, oh, it'll be, it'll be grim. But it's a genius film. Like, like for anybody that's not seen it, the concept is that if you're super noisy, you don't do very well. You kind of get killed quite quickly, which having a very noisy four-year-old there are times when I'm walking home from places with him and he's on a whinge fest and I just think if we were in a quiet place we'd be dead two seconds of them appearing you wouldn't be able to like persuade him that if if you make too much noise we're we're, we're dead pal and yeah so that always kind of goes in my head but um yeah I just really like it and I'm going to be careful I don't because it's a bit newer a quiet yeah. place I don't really want to give too much away but just brilliant I haven't seen the sequel yet though yeah, I mean, it's one of them films where, again, I'm with you, I'm not going to go into spoilers. There might be a couple of hints, but not spoilers or such. But it's one of them films where the way it starts, yeah, you know everything's off the table. It's one mm-hmm. of them films. and But there's a scene, and I'm going to kind of a little teeny tiny mini spoiler of something that happens. This, the scene with the nail. Where oh. she, it's like, that is just brilliant. And the way it's acted and played as well, and just wow. I mean, it's who would have thought you could have a film that quiet and it'd be that yeah. good? Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, I can't say, oh, I want to say stuff about it, but it would be wrong. Well, we'll do a spoiler special at some point. Yeah, because it, it needs it deserves more talking about, but a lot of the film would be ruined if, if we said stuff, so we won't. Cool, okay, I'm doing well. Right, number six, The Ring. The Ring. Now, are we talking the American version or the Japanese version? The American version. I well, I've got one. I think Japanese horror on my list, but it's not that one. Um, I'm not brave enough for the Japanese versions of things. But yes, yeah, the American version. I just like the. I mean, the fact that I mean they've nicked it, haven't they? And they nick all the best ideas from from that side of the world anyway. But I the one of the reasons why I like the Ring is it's one of the things. I would be a dickhead and I would go, yeah, I'll play that. I don't give a shit. What's going to happen? What, what's going to happen to me? Nothing. Don't be daft. Don't be daft. Of course I'm going to play it. And then, yeah. And I like that. And I think it sounds daft, but it would happen like that. It's it's the sort of thing I could imagine. Well, maybe not so much now, but when VHSs were about, I could imagine one of my friends as a joke mm. making that tape. Yeah, and then me pointing and thinking, "Oh crap, I'm going to die," yeah. <laughs> panicking over it. But yeah, uh, another really good film, and I think the only, I think it's really creepy. I think it's really scary. The only sort of downside to that film I can recall is it just it's a little bit drab. Do, do you know what I mean? There's, it's like I, I, I think it, at times it could have been. 
not like a more fun film, but the characters in it are all as if everything is just the weight of the world on the shoulders mm. all the time. I think you need to go up and down a little bit with that and uh, just a little bit drab, but no, really, really good film. Good choice. Oh, fire. Yes, right. So then I hand over to you, my friend. So just to recap, you had What Lies Beneath, The Orphanage, Saw, A Quiet Place and The Ring. Yeah. I think your 10 to 6 is better than my 10 to 6. <laughs> End recording. <laughs> uh, uh, again, I think four of them made it into my top 42. So the only one that didn't was what? Oh, no, three of them because I didn't watch your footage. But no, I, I'm, I'm mightily impressed. I'm also slightly concerned now because you're setting a really high bar. So if when we come to do our top 10 rom-coms or whatever, I've got mm-hmm. to actually put some work into that. I might have to you actually have watch to watch some Notting- rom-coms. You might have to watch Notting Hill. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> There's a line, right? There's a line. All right, so uh, my number 10 is uh, a film, and this is the original, not the remake, uh, called I Spit on Your Grave. <laughs> something you think about me most episodes. You clearly haven't seen us fit on your grave. Oh, really? What's yeah. it about? All right, slight trigger warning. I'm not going into too much detail because of what the concept of the film is, but it's it's, it's a rape revenge film, essentially. Oh, my God. That's really? So when you say to me, you clearly think about me. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I don't. I'm sorry. No, that's not where my brain goes. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of... The original, and it's yeah. at no point is it, in my opinion, and I think it at the time it was uh, massively hated upon. You know, it was very much uh, this is wrong. We shouldn't be depicting women in this sense, all the kind of stuff. But it's been revisited massively, and I think that generally the consensus now is it's actually quite a feminist film um, because it, it it's about not the empowerment of the woman after the thing happens. And she just fucking kicks ass. And it's like, she's almost like the original, you know, I don't like the word, but heroine, you know, female hero, whatever. It's like, she's the original almost badass there. And it's just, it's really, really uncomfortable to watch. And I like the films that um, are uncomfortable to watch. Mm -hmm. And if it was the other way around, so again, I'm trying to tread carefully what I say, because I don't want to be too, you know, in detail about this, if you like. But if it was the other way around, so that act happened afterwards, if it finished with that, it wouldn't work. It would be horrible. But because it starts off that way, then shows her doing this stuff, it's genuinely, I've only ever seen it about twice because I can't, it's uncomfortable to watch. You couldn't watch it frequently. But no, it's just, it's just, I, I like the film for that reason. They did a remake of it, which, was good it was a little bit more exploitative you know it had a little mm. bit in my opinion at least it had a little bit of the the lingering shots that didn't that right. weren't there in the first one uh, but it was still a good remake and then they did some sequels which went into pure slasher which were just yeah. fun it took it away yeah. from that side of it but yeah um i spit on your grave number 10 right number 10 right we have set the tone so i'm guessing that you haven't commented that's not in your top five no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we come number nine, then, which is a film I've recommended to you about four times since we started doing the podcast. So I'm presuming that you've watched this and it's in your top five. Uh, Lake Mongo. Uh, yeah, not seen it. All right, okay. It's a, a brilliant found footage um, true crime, basically. Oh, yeah. 
I do really want to watch it. I'm not going to go. It's, again, it's quite recent. I think it's 2015, something like that. So I'm not going to go spoilerific into it. But it it, it unravels. It's, it's, it's like a horror true crime. Basically, at the start of the show, uh, this lass is uh, missing, presumed dead. The, the the footage, the like the camcorder footage of her playing in a lake with her brother. I think they're like mid-teens around that age. And then all of a sudden she disappears. So there's a bit of it finding her, then they find out what happened to her, and then this big story unravels. Mm. And you never actually know quite what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not especially scary, but it's really, really creepy. Mm. And it it, it's I think I think it's actually one of them where if you watched it not knowing it was a film, you would assume it was a documentary. Right. It's, it's that well made. Um so late Mungo, and I do suggest I wouldn't recommend that spit on your grade to people uh, unless you're that way inclined. Um <laughs> but I would recommend late Mungo. Okay. So there you go. Um number eight. Now you may be slightly surprised this is in, in my list. It may be in yours. We'll find out in a second. Number eight, I've got Ghostbusters. No, I've not put that in my list. Okay. I love Ghostbusters. Yeah, I, I can see why you've put it in, but I would always say it was more comedy. I get it. It's it's got horror elements in it, so I'm not trying to say that to to be a dick. Um, but it would always more be comedy in my head, which is why I've not put it in. But yeah, I think if if I ever make a like a top ten. I, it, it would need to have a mixture in there. When I make a top ten, it, it's not. It can't just be my favorite ten films because they'd almost all be slashers. Um, <laughs> which I love a good slasher. So it's kind of I, I'll get the creep in there. I'll get the the, the 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 morbid films in there. I'll get the found footage films in there. I'll get the horror comedy in there. I'll get the slashes in there. Get the paranormal oh. in there. It's like all this stuff because if I was watching ten films in a day, I'd need to watch that variety. So now I am. Um... I'm annoyed at myself because I really wanted to put Scary Movie in my top 10, but I thought you'd tell me off, so I didn't. I don't know how I would feel about that one because it's a parody of horror films rather than a horror film. Well, yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, I'd, I'd, if you'd have put that in, I'd have accepted it. I'd have, um, you can have yeah. that as a bonus number 11. Cool. Okay. But, yeah, Ghostbusters. How good is Ghostbusters? It's really good. Now... I'm so sorry. I have been to the Ghostbusters fire station. That's nothing to apologise for. Oh, that's fine. Sometimes you like, yeah, yeah, I've been that, and also to the location where there's like a library or a museum or something. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the fire station's awesome um, to go. It's like a trek yeah. to find, but yeah. On the um, on the, the 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 Blu-ray that come out over year, there's like uh, interviews with the cast and you know the, the the commentary over the film, and it's just so good. But it, it was I don't know if it was a groundbreaking film, but it was it was definitely different to a lot of the stuff that had happened before, and it was just a really really fun horror film. How do you feel about the new ones? The oh right okay. Uh, so the sequ- the original sequel I liked. I know a lot of people panned that and tagged it, oh, but I, I quite like enjoyed the original one. sequel. The one that came out with the uh, I've forgotten the names of the people that are in it now, but there were the the four women, weren't they? Yeah. No, I, I wasn't a big fan, and not because it was four women doing it. I actually kind of liked that. I think I would have preferred it if they'd have gone a different direction, because it's. 
it felt like they were trying too hard to be Ghostbusters. It, you know, it was just a bit like that. And uh, a lot of the humour didn't hit with me. Although, to be fair, a lot of the humour didn't hit was the, um, oh, I forgot his name now, Chris Hemsworth humour. It was uh, as, as the pretty boy. Yeah, it just felt pointless. No one's as stupid as he pretends to be in that film. Oh, it doesn't mix. No, no. Um, it just didn't make sense. But who to me. cares? Because he's nice to look at. Yeah. And then even the bit at the end, it just felt a bit like they were trying. Oh, God, I hate saying stuff like this because I'm not, I don't know, but it felt a bit too hard like they were trying to be a female version of Ghostbusters. So even right at the end, when they, they shoot the, oh, I can't remember, they call the lasers at the crotch. And it's like, well, no, come on. That's just, that's not even amusing. I don't get that. It was a good film. I enjoyed it, but it just felt like it was trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Although I must admit, one of the biggest kicks I've ever got at the cinema was seeing that when they had the little, um, the background bit of the original Ghostbusters tune. Yeah. subtly played on. I genuinely got chills just with that little bit of music on. It's worth the film just for that. Do you know what's actually really good as well is you there's a Ghostbusters board game and that's really good fun. So that is just like literally you lay the board out, you've got the four of them and you can either have a four player who each take like on a character and they've all got like different skill sets and then you, you work through scenarios and you're always building up to like a different boss ghost at the end and like uh, in the first one you get to like get Slimer and stuff like that and I it's a I if there's any little board game geeks listening the Ghostbusters game is brilliant um unfortunately Winston is the least um able of all the characters so we're me and my ex-husband we used to play we used to be like Winston <laughs> just not doing anything I mean, we just used to stick him in Ecto-1 and just go just wait in the car Winston you're rubbish you're not needed um the other one uh there's a new one coming out in it uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife I am both excited and terrified for that I think uh-huh. it's either going to be phenomenal or it's going to be crap I don't know which way it's going to go oh well let's I, let's hope it's good it's getting quite good um sort of preview sort of talked about it and stuff yes um on to number seven uh and i'm intrigued to see if you've got this on your list scream yeah it yeah it's my number no no tell me it's my number we'll we'll come to that when we come to it we'll discuss it then so seven was scream number six is halloween that's not my list okay have you seen halloween i have seen halloween i like halloween um i so what happened with me was I watched Scream, and once I learned the rules of certain horror films, it made me feel more able to go back and watch some of them. So I actually watched Halloween after I'd seen Scream, um, and it was quite interesting to watch with that with that knowledge that Scream Scream had um, bequeathed me. So yeah, I do like it. And I think Jamie Lee Curtis is amazing. Yeah, and that that's a Laurie Strode film. It's not the Michael Myers film, uh, but it becomes a Michael Myers franchise, mm-hmm. obviously. But it's not that film, and I. I I adore this film. It's just, it's it's beautiful. And, you know, when the fact it was made on something like £300,000 budget and then took something like £100 million. And I think at the time it was the, for quite a long time after it was the, the highest grossing independent movie ever made. Mm-hmm. And it's just, ah, oh, just it's brilliant. It's the pacing of it, you know. It's 
it's the Michael Myers is at that point, and you know, and still in some ways the ultimate villain. He never runs, he never rushes, he's just that slow walk, and it's so creepy and sinister. When you just see him peeking out bushes, then he comes back and just yeah, just keeps walking. And the yeah. music, the music's fucking creepy. And like me, I had um, I had the Halloween as my ringtone, which seemed like the best idea ever until one night I was walking home across a, a field and someone <laughs> rang me and I absolutely shat myself. I'm not surprised. I think I would. I mean, I'll be honest. I think it's one of the films that I don't get scared watching, although mm-hmm. I can see why people did at the time. But there's just just full of wonderful moments, and it's like the the the, film, the first time he just sits up. So Michael Myers sit up. It's like that's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can imagine cheering in cinema at that. And and also, it's not. It's got the, the the bit of nudity in it, but it never feels like it's again never feels like it's exploitive. It's not like a Friday at Thirteenth, which is like here's mm. breasts, which is <laughs> you know why Halloween made it. And spoiler, uh, Friday the Thirteenth didn't because Friday the Thirteenth is you know, largely just just that. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Halloween, yes, it has it, and I, I think you know it's a seventies film, and it, it's gonna I'm not meaning to make a excuse for it because it doesn't need it, but it, it, it I think. Much like I said with the Spanish Grave, it never feels like there's lingering shots. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, that kind of salvages that. But, you know, as we said with the, uh, the other, I forget which one you mentioned, or Saw, not necessarily the best of franchises long term. There's some tripe mm-hmm. in there. I very much enjoyed the second one. The third one was something completely different. Four was okay. Five, no. Horrible film. I think I recently ranked it one out of ten on Letterbox. The, the <laughs> app I'm presuming you've down downloaded and started yeah. using. Yeah. Um, and then the you know there's some tripe on there. Halloween H2O was good. Um, Resurrection, I think it was that was rubbish. And then they brought the new one out last year, uh, a couple of years ago, which I enjoyed. I've not seen the new one yet. So yeah, very sort of up and down franchise. But that first film is that that showed how slasher films should be made. Mm, yeah, and I then, agree. Yeah, and it also born or gave birth to the Friday the Thirteenth, um, Black Christmas, and uh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. Or anything that you could tie a name to, it gave birth to them. Yeah, so that's my number six. So that's my ten to six. I spit on your grave, late Mungo. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh when I say that film. Ghostbusters, Scream, and Halloween. Um, and I believe the only one you had off that one was Scream. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, should we? Uh, oh, we we had a little segment in between, didn't we? Yeah, I just thought we could just we just break up like film talking because it's the spooky episode. Um, if we either of us had some spooky stories that had happened to us, that we would just take a couple of minutes to share them. So, would you like to go first, or do you want? I've got three short burst one sentence stories, so I could just fire those out all together. Yes, let's because mine's probably a bit more long-winded. You know that I like to waffle a bit, yeah. so let, let's have the the quick ones first. Okay, so I've got um, so two of mine involve stuff that happened when I was kind of half asleep, half awake, which I think might be quite common. So one is um, at uni and woke up because someone was tapping really loudly on my window, which is like it's normal, isn't it? But I was on the fourth floor. I mean, well, first of all, I don't think it's normal that you wake up to someone tapping on your window. I <laughs> but, think well, I would be slightly concerned about that. Well, the, the setup there is, though, that is like if someone taps on my window now, I'm on a ground floor. Yeah, no, I get that. But I mean, the first scary thing is that someone's tapping on your window. 
right? <laughs> the second scary thing is the fourth floor. So it's yeah. either like a crow or, <laughs> or there's a genuine like spirit outside. So did you check and see what was no, there? No, I did not. I put the covers over my head and went back to sleep as best I could and just hoped I didn't hear it again. It really freaked me out. But I guess a lot of people would put this and probably that the next one I'm going to describe as well, just down to, well, it's you've dreamt it and your brain is that powerful, but it's put that in the room with you. And that's how that's happened. And I can get on board with that, but it's still scary as shit when something like that wakes you up and you and you can't quite piece that together. So the second one was um, quite a few years later, and it was I'd moved to Birmingham, and I had this little flat, and it was a bit of a weird flat. It had a, it did have a weird energy to it, is what I'm going to say, and I did always feel a bit spooky in there. And this was another one that woke me up, but this was completely different. This wasn't a sound. This was, and I swear I had my eyes open when this happened as well. I woke up to the feeling of a force pushing down really, pushing down really heavy on me. So it was like really trying to sort of like push me. I don't know, like through the bed almost or something like that. It was that kind of thing. And it was almost like it was there for about three seconds and then was like lifted. So I could could still remember that feeling of there was pressure down on me and then it was gone. And actually I had a friend at work at the time who was really spiritual and she was really good with stuff. And she went, and I've never seen anybody kind of go so much. I'm going to do a little prayer for you tonight, Emma. (laughs) I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again because that doesn't sound good. But I know logical people will go, yes, but you do know that when you're asleep, you have sleep paralysis and you can wake up and still be in sleep paralysis. And it's really likely that. And it could be, but it's still scary. I mean, I think that might have been one of our special dreams. (laughs) I know, it weren't pressing in the right place. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, We needed a safe word as well that we hadn't been established. um, (laughs) Casper, Casper. so there's those two and the other one is uh, my little boy and I knew he was going to be this kind of child you know the kind of child where you go who are you talking to oh, yeah. like, I'm playing with Benjamin <laughs> like, and you're like, oh god so anyway he's taken to, he'll go me and my lady we talk about this he said me and my lady are going to go there one day and I went who's your lady and he went my lady is my best friend and I went right I went where's she from and he went 100 years ago (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know any more about her and he brings her up every now and then it will be so and he goes oh yes my lady's been here and I'm just like just just stop because it, it it's just I would have preferred a Benjamin because it would be like right you've You've got this like imaginary friend. It's a kid. That's all good. But my lady, I mean, it's the stuff of chills. Yeah, that'll scare the crap out of me. I'll be moving out. (laughs) (laughs) We never had that with him. I mean, we've got a ghost in the house, but I never paid him much attention. The dog does. The dog stares at her sometimes. The other week, she's got this routine. She likes to go to, to bed at half seven because that's what time the wife goes to bed and if it gets to half seven and she, wife's not in bed she either goes up by herself or oh. she'll sit there whining oh so she's on bed all the time and windows curtains are always open so the windows are open. this is like for years this is five years the other other night went up and she just froze absolute froze solid staring towards the window 
And she's a big dog. So I'm like, what are you looking at? And I tried pushing her head and her head would not move. Okay. It's like she is frozen solid staring at someone. I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? And I and for about 20 minutes, like I was she settled slightly for like 30 seconds, and then she'd just turn and stand up and stare, just staring in the same spot. And it wasn't even proper at the window, kind of the corner mm. of the window, you know, where you would stand. And I'm like, no, um, no. That I, um, so anyway, I, I left fairly quickly and left it for wife still. <laughs> Protect her. Yeah. And wife keeps saying, I think it might be ghost. I'm like, don't name her. Because that gives them power. And they can come. Ooh. Anyway, that's not even my scary story. It's too scary story. It's not it's too not, scary, is it? Well, it depends because it, it's not scary as in terrifying or anything like that. It's just more weird. Right, because okay. in our kitchen, so where I'm now, as you're looking at, maybe we'll put the video up and show it that way. That was the kitchen, right. right? And in the kitchen, we've got an island, and in the, it's like, oh, in the dark, dark house, in the dark, dark room, because <laughs> in the island, there's a box, like, a, oh, there's not anymore, but there used to be like a, a box where I would keep all the crisps, right? Like a basket <laughs> of crisps, yeah, right? I'm liking this already. Yes, I went into the kitchen. And everything was normal. I came out of the kitchen. And from the time of me walking out of the kitchen around the wall and coming back in here, I heard a thud. So I went back into the kitchen. The basket is on the floor with all the crisps all over the floor. Oh, guess was hungry. Well, none have been taken because I can't just in case he has (laughs) some. But he he hasn't been in. There wasn't enough time for him to get out of his bedroom, run down the hall. I've heard him running. So run down the hall, get in, throw the crisps out and get back to his bedroom. It was like five seconds from me leaving to hearing the foot at the most. And they're all over the floor. So it wasn't particularly scary. It's just like, I cannot put an explanation to that. I Mm. cannot. It's just, I cannot. It's in, I cannot define anything because where they are, because we're in a bungalow, so all the bedrooms are all the way down over end of the house. You've got a big, long corridor. Down them. They cannot get there in five seconds. It took me mm. to leave that room and come in here. It was like the paranormal activity <laughs> rooms when you leave a room and immediately upon leaving, you hear the fud and you go back in and something's changed. Yeah. I don't know why they went for the crisps. I don't, <laughs> be honest with you. I don't know what the logic was there. But that's again not scary. Because oh, I don't, it's creepy. Yeah, I, I don't. Oh, believe... no, you looked off then, like you spotted something. Well, <laughs> there's someone hanging up in corner. <laughs> um, um, there's. I don't believe for a second that a ghost has come into the house and gone. I'm going to knock this basket of crisps over. It's like how? If it wasn't a ghost, what the fuck was it? Because that might be more scary. <laughs> Your stories are made. That's brilliant. That didn't disappoint. I'm so glad that I pitched it to you and you went with that. That's brilliant. Do you want another one? Yeah, yeah. It's of that calibre, definitely. <laughs> this, uh, although, no, to be fair, actually, this isn't overly scary. It's, just, it's a story of a time I was terrified, but then I found that logical explanation as to why. Oh, okay, right. Kind of. Um, <laughs> back when I lived at home, my parents. And I just got to the age, I don't know how old I was, but I just hit the age where I was allowed to stay home when they went out. So they'd gone out somewhere and taken my sister, but I was at home by myself with the dog. Mm-hmm. And I forget what I was doing, but I was sat on like the carpet in front of the TV, and all of a sudden the TV started changing channel. No. Oh. Yeah, that was my reaction. Like, oh. what? No, no. 
No. And then there was something, and I can't remember what. I seem to think it was some kind of action figure or something that was on the table <laughs> that fell over. Oh, Genuinely God. just fell over, right? Oh. So at this point, I'm still thinking, and I, I don't know, maybe 13, I don't know, whatever, yeah? And I'm just like, it can't, can't be a ghost. Can't be. Logically. And then the dog started barking. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Because all them ghost programs are what's telling me that when the dogs bark, that yeah. means there's a ghost. So I've, I've literally run outside with dog. And I've signed back garden with dog. I'm like, I'm going back in. How that mean? And the dog was not happy. She was not happy in the slightest. She was sat there with me. Um, so different dogs to what I've got now, obviously. But she was just like, she kept like growling a bit towards the house and barking. I'm like, no. Anyway, mum and dad came back. I'm like, I don't know if I'd dare sell it to them because it just mm. sounds stupid and ridiculous. But when I went in, because I felt confident to go in then, I realised, I don't know how this had happened, but it had somehow. There'd been a pile of clothes that had been put on top of one of the TV remotes. So that must right. have been what I just... so that's that. ...gently weighed it down. I can't explain the thing falling over. I'm guessing it just fell over. It had been precariously balanced for long enough. Yeah, so stuff like that, yeah, that's what I think, is we, we don't know that everything's always stood perfectly well yeah. it's yeah so that oh okay so but at the time that was yeah terrifying. i'd have been the same i'd have been i'd have been outside in the garden particularly if the dog started barking as well i would yeah because they know i mean there's more of these stories but we'll leave them for another time we don't want to spoil all of the listeners with all of this goodness on this episode there's more halloweens to come yeah absolutely more crisp related um shenanigans getting nervous now i'm not gonna lie oh right, let's focus back on films oh yes the horror films we're talking about to make us feel better <laughs> yeah. all right so we've had us 10 to 6s what are your five to favorites okay so number five scream scream so that was my number seven yeah um we kind of spoke about this a little bit on on a previous episode but we'll so we'll keep it a little bit briefer but give us your thoughts on scream yeah, so it yeah, as you said, we have talked about it previously. We're both quite excited to talk about it in one of the um, year episodes. But I think for both of us, it just kind of it brought out about its own genre. It's like it's meta, it's self-aware. It and I, you know, and I've kind of said this earlier. If you're not a horror fan, watch Scream because it kind of teaches us some rules which honestly did make me feel better about certain types of horror films so it, it it's just it's just really clever it's funny it's very 90s it, it's very of the era but the casting is class it's it's really good and we both sort of said like Matthew Lillard um, so I watched a show on Netflix um, called Good Girls which he is in and I and I love him in that um, but you see videos of him on TikTok and there's like this video doing the rounds at the minute where there's a little girl and she's really upset so he gets down really like low with her and he starts doing his shaggy impression to cheer her up and it's like oh gosh you're not you're too good for this world uh, but yeah I, it yeah and it's got but it's got everything a good horror should have in it as well so it is it is funny but it has I mean the deaths are pretty gruesome yeah if you like a bit of gore, Scream's a good film for it. Yeah. Um, little tidbit I found out the other day um, after we'd recorded previously was that all the suspects that you might watch and think could have been the killers was Craven had them all wearing the same shoes. So whenever yeah. you get that shot where they're like lower down and you see their feet underneath like the bathroom stalls, it's like 
all the same shoes, so you can't differentiate, which I thought was quite cool. That's really clever. I'd yeah. never noticed that as a detail either. Me neither. Oh, yeah, scream. Okay. So, number four, get out. Get out. Again, uh, that made it into my top 42. Um, I'm not going to mention another film of the same ilk, just in case you have it in, but wonderful film. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to watch it because I don't like I don't like creepy things. But again, was told no, it's really you have to watch it because it's just such a good film, and they're absolutely right. So I just like the menacing kind of feeling, and there's a very famous scene with the lady stirring her tea. Um, and that's the turning point of the film. But it's quite interesting because at the start of the film, you're like, I'm not getting good vibes. I don't have good vibes to you in it um, at all. And it was a really clever, it's another one, it's kind of got quite a clever twist. And it was between, because it's Jordan Peele, and it was really close between Get Out and another one of his films. But Get Out just, just did it for me because I just thought it was executed just a tiny bit better. And actually the other one that I'm not going to mention actually made me want to just cry because I just found it quite devastating the other one it was a bit too good yeah um get out was it it takes a completely different turn to what you expect don't it yeah. and again I'm being a little bit careful what I say because it's fairly recent um completely different turns what you'd expect and it, it's one of those films that doesn't feel like a horror film while you're watching it it's like a real slow burn, so you get to the horror. And because it drips it in throughout, yeah. you don't notice it getting scarier and scarier, more um, disturbing. Mm. You think it's disturbing for one reason, but then it's like, no, it's this one here. <laughs> um, are you not talking about the other film because you think it might be on my list potentially? Or, yeah. Right, it's not. Uh, so we mean it us. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer us to get out. Uh-huh. I think I, it's gone. Sorry. I was going to say... I think it's amazing, but when a horror film is too good at its job, it it immediately makes me go no. And I, <laughs> I it's brilliant. And again, I've got to be really, really careful with that one because the twist in that one is off the charts good. And yeah, I had no idea. Again, some of these twists that we spoke twist that we spoke about today, I just don't see coming. I'm crap at seeing them. Um, but that one is just. Again, uh, I know we've not mentioned the film in the Rivers list, but it's just, oh, again, you don't see it coming. Not just a twist, but you don't see the film coming the way yeah. it comes. It's just, it's a, it's crazy. It's disturbing, but that's awesome. That's not even valid. So I'll let yeah. you move on to your number three. Yeah, and just, I'm oh, sorry, just before I did, but the other thing why I just think they're really important is the social commentary that's happening in yeah. the subtext of them as well. It's, yeah, Jordan Peele. Amazing. Yeah. Um, right. Number three is a film that um, me and my friend Hazel used to like making boyfriends watch to torture them and to see if they were worth their muster. And that film is Audition. Now, I've never seen Audition. I've heard about it. It's on my, my watch list on Letterboxd. Um, but I've never seen Audition. So tell me about Audition. Right. So Audition is crazy film but it's why uh, the Japanese I, I I keep saying it's a Japanese horror but I get a bit worried because I, I, I think it's Japanese horror um, Asian horror and uh, so basically 
two business guys are auditioning for his wife basically and like women have to come in and like audition for her and this one woman comes in and he really shouldn't have given her the job and she's a bit she's a bit she's a bit tapped terry she's uh, <laughs> she's she's quite a pleasant ad uh, she um unleashes torture on upon him via piano wire and she uh, makes quite a delightful sound something along the lines of while she's doing it and boys don't like watching it and I like making boys watch it (laughs) (laughs) it's really unpleasant (laughs) but it's brilliant I've put an asterisk next to it to to, to bump it up my list a bit (laughs) yeah it's um it's yeah I just uh, it's a really it's a really good horror Okay, number two, which I think is going to be on your list, is Blair Witch. No. Um, I had so much... I didn't want to take Blair Witch off, but I couldn't get it in my list anywhere because I didn't want to take any of those off more, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it was a bit like... Lake Mungo is oh, found got, yeah. footage. This is found. Oh, which one? Do, oh, I love the Blair Witch Project, and now you're making me feel bad that it's not on my list because I want but it on my you, list. Uh, but I've saved you because I've got it on mine, so it's on the list collectively. Oh, yeah, makes I'll, it all right. Yes, but I mean, again, we spoke about this in the show recently, mm-hmm. so we won't go too much in detail in it. But oh, just such a. Uh, a genre busting, you know, generation defining film. Yeah, yeah, completely. That whole because I'd never, I'd never known a film so well executed of that could make you kind of go, "Was it real though? What? What are they? Are they okay?" And like I think you mentioned in the episode, like the the actors basically are in hiding just so you can it can really sort of keep it going and be really interesting actually if that if that came out now so pretend that had never been released in the 90s and they brought it out now so we don't know that that exists where would they go with that with social media like they could push that even further now they could have accounts on finding them they could like the, the amount of work that they could do to make it even more real to people would be immense yeah, I mean, there's a film that um, I've not put on my list and I forgot to put it on, and I think if I'd wrote it down in my top five, it took it might have snuck into my top ten, <laughs> but it's called Host, and that came out of a lockdown. It was um, some friends doing a seance over Zoom, and oh, it, it, it's only about 50 minutes long or something like that. might even be shorter than that, but that that's kind of that's where it evolved to, and there was a few about, like, Unfriended and stuff like that, which are similar mm. premises, but just not overly good but this host that was the the next social media step in it and it that was scary as hell that mm. one did it for me that's got the thing where you know you've got to close around an open door which is the scariest it's that thing again um but yeah I, I agree you know if they'd have done that now where could they have taken it and but again if you know how far do you go with these actors do you pay them to stay in hiding yeah so, self-isolation for two years here's two million <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah, it's just it's and it's. I defy many people to be able to watch that and not be scared. I I, I think I said this previously, but it's it's a divider, you know, from from the the circles that I'm in. 
<laughs> well, no, screw it. The magazines are read. Um, there's, <laughs> it's there's, there's a lot of people like you and I that just really enjoy the film and that get terrified by it and they're just captivated by it and you know engrossed and you can't take your eyes off, but you need to take your eyes off. Um, but others just see it as, as poor faced and you know playing up to stuff and and I can see that side of it. If if it, I can imagine if it doesn't engross you, you'd hate. It. I can I can see that. But not yeah. all of it. Yeah. I always had like this theory about films though, that I think all films have got their place. And if they do what they're supposed to do, they're of just as high merit as so Oscar type films quite annoy me. That's snobbery, particularly in relation to it. So I know I slagged off um superhero films a couple of episodes ago. I was like, oh, they're boring. However, I think they've got their place and I think it's absolutely fine to sit down and enjoy two hours of escapism watching a superhero film. And it doesn't mean it's any less of a film than watching something like The Favourite that won all the Oscars. They're both films. They're doing what they need to do. They're ticking the boxes they need to tick. And it's the same for this with the horror. It's a horror film. Did it scare me? Yes, it did. It is a good horror film then. It's just that black and white to me. Still slightly aggrieved at how you refer to the superhero films as just two hours of escapism when really there's lots of story and health and emotion behind it and character mm. development and if you say so we will at some point we're going to do the marvel special and we're going to watch every no. every episode yeah we're gonna and then we will get to avengers endgame and, and you, you will see two things you will see well hopefully you'll see you break down and then you will see a grown man break no don't spoil it and tell me you didn't cry like, you'll see a bro- you'll see a broken man in front of you. Um, I don't think I did. I have cried at I have cried at a couple of the Marvel films. Um, I don't think I did cry at Endgame. Um, but I couldn't tell you why. Sorry. Right. Uh, right. Just remember that I've had like there's not been one film on my list that's been rubbish, has there? Though. Let's focus on that rather than my feelings about superheroes. Okay. Yeah. Really well, well, for me. well done. I'll bring yeah. it back. I like yeah. that. Yes. I'm, I'm genuinely proud. I mean, you could destroy it all. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I was I, because shall I just go straight in there? Because I, I reckon it might be on yours. It might. I don't think it's the same number one, but my ultimate. Um, horror film my number one is The Shining not on mine but I knew you were going to say that yeah um, so good it's absolutely brilliant and it's um, it's it's a bit heartbreaking actually because I love Stanley Kubrick I love Jack Nicholson and I think that film is brilliant the one thing that makes me absolutely chilled one thing I didn't like was is like when when the hotel has kind of taken him over and he's kind of the hotel's in control of him and what he's doing she manages to lock him away and the ghost lets him out and I do not like (laughs) that a ghost can come and let somebody out of a locked room that lets him get on because obviously he's part of the hotel Um, uh, and it's yeah and it's and it's that kind of how madness can grip you. And actually, as I've got older, so I watched that when I was about 16, 17, I think. And as you get older, though, I think you can relate more to how much your mental health can deteriorate, not to the point where you get an axe and you start chopping doors down. But I do I, I do think you can see how you can get that tapped, wired and stressed and kind of like, 
and have a breakdown like that. Uh, there's an amazing documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. There's a, there's a brilliant documentary and I need to mention it. It's got one of my favourite things that's ever been said. And it's Shelley Duvall, who's it's a bit whiny, let's say, right? And she and apparently they were horrendous to her on the on the making. Like they were like we're talking bullying yeah. kind of things. The amount of times they made a retake scenes is like obscene, I think. Uh, but there's this brilliant bit with the, the documentary where she's like, she's next to old Stanley and she's going, um, I was like holding my hair, I was like hugs of coming out and like hunks of her and all Stanley Kubrick just goes hmm hunks of her like that (laughs) (laughs) it's like he's just like so not bothered but she's so stressed she's got hair coming out Uh, but I actually think she's brilliant in that film I think she's a really good Wendy I used to do used to do quite a good impression of um, old Nicholson but I don't think I could um, do it now so I've not seen the film soon enough but um yeah just and like the little boy but me and my friends also we used to say like um one the the guy that's also got the shining as well as danny he's played by a guy with probably the best name in the world which is scatman cruthers (laughs) which is like you've got the best name in the world but what made us laugh is he goes like in his snowplow because danny used the shine to go and get him and so he's like in his snowplow and like watch it again and like check out his like action he's like doing this he's proper swooping forward when he's like like with his chin out like that goes to get them and he's like the worst rescuer ever because he kind of like runs in It's just like, well, you with pointless. Um, and yeah, and I like I just I just like it. I started to read the book, but the book's even scarier, so I couldn't. I don't know. No, the film was bad enough. That's a, a wonderful choice. Absolutely wonderful choice of film. It's I seem to watch this film every five years. And then every five years I watch it, I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't watch it often. Because yeah. it, 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 I think for the same thing you said then about the, the mental breakdown, it's like, it's just, oh, just disturbing. Mm. I think it's it's horrible to watch. And, and yeah, they, they bullied her intentionally to get better acting, which always reminds me of like um, Linda Blair in, I think it was in, um, I know that was the girl, wasn't it? But in The Exorcist. Mm. And there was a scene in there, which springs to my mind where, the stunt guy had to pull her back. When he pulled her back, she hit her back and he went, and she went to him, just don't do it as hard next time. And the director, whose name I've now forgotten, uh, said, do it harder. Oh, no. And did it harder. And I think so like awful. he dislocated her shoulder or something by doing it. And it's it's the, the again, the exploitation of women, essentially. I mean, I know that it's men as well, but not as much. But the exploitation of women to get the reaction they want in these films I think that when I go back and watch them, it, it does taint it slightly because it's like I, I, part of the reason why I love horror films is because I know they're not real. Yeah, I can always deal with that. But like with something like The Shining, where all right, I know there's supernatural stuff going on, but you you see the mental breakdown. It's like that's real to me, so that's why it mm. disturbs me. But then when you read that or hear that about what they're doing to the actors, it's like, well, is that real? Is she actually in pain? Is that actually her crying because yeah. someone shouted at her before? And as soon as I start thinking that, it, it spoils it. It's like me. It's like, oh, God, I hate saying this trigger one. Like any anything like Cannibal Holocaust, 
which was basically they actually killed animals in it for the film. Oh. I've never watched that film and I refuse to watch that film because it actually kills yeah. torture animals in it. It's not pretend, it's real. It's like, no, I can't watch that. I don't want to see real. I can see the pretend stuff. Um, but the, the the closer it gets, and this is why I found footage disturbed me so much, the closer it gets to to reality, the, the more it scares mm. me. But when there's actually a crossover, that, that's when I don't like it. So maybe that's why it didn't take it into my top 10. I don't know. But it's, it's a, an awesome film. It's pure terrifying and just absolutely wonderful acting in it as well. And uh, my final word on it is, again, there is a brilliant fake trailer for it. And they did they did two. So they did one for Mrs. Doubtfire where they put a different music behind it and they made it a thriller, which is funny enough as itself. But even better is they did one for The Shining to make it seem like a jaunty family comedy. And they use um, Peter Gabriel's Salisbury Hill. <laughs> and at the end, it's just the way the guy at the end goes, shining like that so i really recommend go on youtube it's a really old clip but go and find that parody trailer for the shining because i love stuff like that and it's like how powerful marketing can be to sell something definitely um all right let's move on to my top five then and i reckon that you won't like any of these five films um and that's not intentional i promise uh so number five is beetlejuice I, I like I like Beetlejuice. Oh, okay, great, great Beetlejuice, start. Beetlejuice. Don't say, don't say. <laughs> oh. You've got stripy wallpaper that could now go black and white behind you. There's also a mirror over there, which is the <laughs> only reason I haven't written Candyman on here, just in case I accidentally say it three times. Because that'll probably be my top ten. I've got to think about this stuff when I'm doing lists. Yeah, but I love Beetlejuice, and a bit like Ghostbusters, it's definitely comedy. It's definitely funny, but. It's 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 horror and the, the actual Beetlejuice is actually pretty scary as a as a character. It's pretty, I know that some of the the effects and some of the other cats around him are depicted in a funny way, but he's when you watch it again, he's actually not depicted that funny. He's depicted as evil, kind of, but he's like mischievous to me. So I never used to find him too scary. Um, I remember there were bits of that film where they start decaying away that's because i remember having that as a kid like it's about 93 isn't it beetlejuice so yeah we were only like 10 and i definitely had that video and i think it's only a pg is it a pg or a 15 i think it was maybe originally a 15 and it's been downgraded since i don't know but i'm now gutted i've missed it off my 90s lists oh dear yeah how did we oh dear that's not good up I'm sure. I thought I remember mentioning it. I don't know. Maybe I think did. I did the same joke by saying his name three times again. Mm. Um, I, it's a very funny film, though. It's a brilliant film. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it does make me laugh, and there's some wonderful comedy moments in there. Uh, and just oh, generally, how good is Michael Keaton? Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. He should should have had an Oscar. Yeah, and his versatility across all his roles is, is superb. And he brings, uh, you know, I know that people say a lot about a lot of characters, but I think anyone else playing Beetlejuice, it's just not as good. Well, the interesting thing about that as well is, is he's, it's such a cool choice for him. He's just been Batman, the sexiest of all the Batmans as well. Like, 
he's so good as Batman. So he's been like this leading hero and I'm just trying to talk about it as long as possible so I can keep thinking about him. But then to take that role of Beetlejuice, which is the opposite, he's grotesque and not, you know, not desirable at all. That's That takes guts, but that's both. I'm now piecing this together because it's Burton and he likes his muses, doesn't he? He likes working with the same actor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yes, that was my number five of Beetlejuice. Number four is the oldest film I've got in a lot. And I was tempted, I kept putting it in and putting it out, uh, the film called The Innocents. I eventually took that out and I replaced that with Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I've not seen it. Oh, it's it's... It's an it's it's the classic horror film. It's the classic horror. It's it's the I believe it's the first proper zombie film. There'd been films before it, like uh, Plague of Zombies, which is obviously a zombie film, but but this one is the first, in my opinion, the first proper zombie film. And much like you said about Get Out and Us, there's some real social commentary in there. Um, and I'm not gonna. It's one of them where I know it's an old film, but I'm not gonna completely spoil the ending. I just think anyone hasn't seen it because it's quite a an unexpected and unique ending. Um, but it's just it, it's again you watch it now. There's not as much fear there because of the effects and and so on. But it's it it's still scary. Mm-hmm. Only in black and white. They released the color version, which you can go and watch, and the color version looks atrocious. It it's a bad film in color. But when you watch it in black and white, it's just it's an it's an absolute classic, and it it goes right from that start that uh, they're coming to get you, Barbara. They have Ooh. that right at the start, and then they just essentially hold up in a house, being surrounded by zombies, and it's just oh, it's it's a masterpiece. You know, if they released that film today, it wouldn't work. You know, mm-hmm. you can't hide from that. But in terms of horrors in no, not horror cinema in terms of cinema it's an it's an absolute masterpiece and a, again a genre defining you know generation busting classic and i would recommend that anyone if they get opportunity to go back and watch it just don't watch the color version because it completely mm. changes the film well, it's interesting as well because black and white people were quite clever about the the way they use black and white think about film noir they actually use the shadow and the stuff like that to its advantage so putting colour into it won't work for that reason probably yeah uh, so we come on to number oh, uh, yeah number three oh much harder uh, come on to number three I've, I'm going to go with the order written them down and I've got Alien yeah Alien which you know there's the, the fine line sci-fi horror you know but it, it is a sci-fi horror it is sci-fi that's also horrific and I know that the film Aliens generally tips to most people's scales as being the better film. I get that. But Aliens doesn't scare me because it's kind of in your face. I mean, don't get me out. Shit myself if I were there, clearly. But it's kind of that in your face, just shitloads of aliens coming at you. Um, whereas Alien, it's the creepy. It's the sinister. It's the stalking. It's the quiet. That's what terrifies me. And I think it's an absolute... I just said it about the previous one, but I think it's an absolute masterpiece and I think Sigourney Weaver all of the cast are phenomenal clearly but Sigourney Weaver just absolutely nailed it and just yeah uh, wonderful and again it's got one of those things hasn't it like went with the old stomachy bit 
the it's true reaction to it, isn't it? They'd not been prepared. They'd not told them. I think they told them something different. I think they said it's not going to be the real deal or something like that because they wanted them to be legit scared. That that's the the only bit that doesn't completely stand up for me when I rewatch it. It's not the the actual chest explosion. And if you haven't seen the film, you know it's eighties and it's a classic tough shit, right? But it's the 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 alien that pops out of it. That's the only bit that doesn't stand up in terms of the effects and stuff for me. I think that that looks a bit like, oh, someone's holding that from the bottom and twirling it around a bit and then moving right. it. Which is um, probably 100% what they yeah. were doing. But... but how good was it? Can you remember seeing that film for the first time and seeing the, the chest explosion? Yeah, well, I've only seen it once because it petrified right. me. And I would go, like you said, it's a bit of a sci-fi horror. I would go further than that. It's a horror set in space. Yeah, well, there you go. For me. Um, but I, I remember seeing that for the first time and I hadn't even heard about it previously, the chess thing, and it's like scared the bejesus out of me. I think that's a film when I first watched it. I watched in like three segments. I had to pause and take a break. Yeah. Um, it's not as scary now because you, you you know what's coming when you watch it again. But the whole film, it's just it's just sinister. And the, you know, the 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 xenomorph that just at time hides and every now and again you just kind of see it just raise up or creep out and then just see it you know expand to its full size and it's like shit that's a special special film there was a a game brought out on xbox where you had to go around the ship and the alien was is that um alien isolation possibly I had to stop playing it because it scared (laughs) me too much I had to deal with that Said it's real. Well, I'm in charge of the, the, the last running round. I can't I can't be in charge of her. She's no. gonna get eaten and the thing's yeah. gonna come down and oh no, no. Yeah. Um, but I will just give a little shout out to aliens as much as I edge more towards alien, aliens is also a masterpiece. It's not often you get mm. uh, a film one and two that are just that good. You know, you normally get one that's head and shoulders above the other. But they're, it's just, oh, they're, they're both epic for, for different reasons. Um, the franchise starts off after that. Alien 3 was all right. Yeah, it, it has its moments. It's got some fun bits. It feels a bit like a put-together film. Alien 4, which I believe is Alien Resurrection, wasn't great, but it was bonkers. Um, lots of crazy shit in there. She's kind of merged with an alien. She's like genome spliced or whatever the words are. Then we had, uh, what was it to come after that? Was it uh, Alien versus Predator and Alien versus Predator 2? Alien versus Predator is, is is okay. It's just, it spoils both franchises. Alien mm. versus Predator 2 is one of the worst films ever made. Um, Prometheus was just, uh, it, it's not an alien film. And then you've got the last one, Alien, somewhere or other, not Isolation. That was the, the game, but there was no really, or Convenant, which was, I despise that film more than Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> wow. So a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so all the aliens are. Uh, number two, I'm intrigued if you've seen this one, and I'm sticking to the way I put it in my list. I'm not changing it. Number two, Evil Dead. No, I have not seen it. 
It's another masterpiece. It's another uh-huh. absolute classic that is just, it's it's filmed, it's a ridiculously tight budget, filmed in a really short space of time, filmed with actors that hadn't been in much before, with directors that hadn't directed much before, with cameramen that haven't cameramen much before. And just, it's just, it feels like a bonkers, crazy film where all this shit's going on. And again, the effects don't stand up perfectly, but it's absolutely crazy. It's also another one where you've got the trilogy, uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, obviously, and Evil Dead 3, which is called something else, but I can't remember. And all three are batshit crazy films. The second one is essentially a remake of the first. It's almost as if Ash from the first one is being tortured and just come back into the second film, but then he gets a chainsaw and puts it on his arm, which makes it all better. And that's just bonkers crazy. And then in the third one, he goes back in time. It's it's the whole thing. It's, it's probably... Even more so than Star Wars, the best trilogy to sit and watch back to back to back because it is batshit crazy. At times, it's, I mean, there's this, oh, I'm not going to dive into this. If you've seen the film, you know, the scene with the tree where a woman that goes to a tree and then what happens there, we don't mention on shows like this, but it's just like, I can't believe that got out. I can't believe that made the cut. And even when they did the remake, which was, I want to say 2009, but they did the remake. They left that same scene in there. Like, I can't believe you put the same scene in there. But um, yeah, the remake shit. But it's just, oh, batshit crazy film, loads of crazy stuff going on. It's still scary, even if the effects don't hold up. Um, so I've got two comments. I think I might have seen like a small part of it. Is there a bit near the start of one of them where it's all happening around a swimming pool? Well, I want to say no, but I'm now doubting myself. Like, or like going through people's gardens and maybe there's like a passing shot of a thing. Because if it is, I have seen that film. And because of that film, I couldn't eat a volivant for a long time because something really gruesome happened in it as I was eating a volivant and I connected the two. And I still feel a bit queasy about volivants now. Are you thinking of Shaun of the Dead where they run over a chore's back garden? No, because I wasn't 12 right. when I watched that. Um that nearly made it on my list. That's just Sean that did. But either way, um, I, I don't, I'm doubting myself now. I might have to go watch it, but um, I don't believe so. Well, the, the only other thing I've got to say on it is there is a comedian called Rob Kemp who did one of the most amazing um, shows called The Elvis Dead. And he mashed up The Evil Dead uh, with Elvis songs. <laughs> now, I don't know if he still goes out and performs it overly because um, I think he's got a new show out, but I really wanted to mention it. It's worth just going and reading about it. I think he got um, Best Newcomer at Edinburgh Fringe for the show, but I just thought if you're a massive fan of the the films, it's worth just sort of seeing like what he did with it because it probably mean more to you than it ever did to me. I will, I will give it an ozzy, as I'm sure will our many listeners. Uh, speaking of the many listeners, thanks for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe and leave nice reviews and go check out the Facebook group. Search for Decapod on all your social media. Anyway. Um, sorry, can I just say thank you to uh, one of the guys at work who asked me about this um, podcast. I told him what it was called and he messaged me the other day. I went, I'll give you cheeky five stars. I've not even listened to an episode yet. So thanks, Bri. We've got all five stars so far. Everyone that's reviewed us has given us five stars. It's exciting. That is good. Um, I kind of want a one star, though. <laughs> Why? Bring well, our average down. No, I want to get it out of the way. <laughs> it's a bit like with my driving school, because it's all positive reviews. 
I need to get the negative one to get it out of my our system. Mm. No, Either way. So then we come to my number one. And I struggled. <laughs> I struggled because there's there's always a standout for me to a degree. There's always a standout franchise that I adore. And I struggled between two. And I thought, initially I had them down as one and two on my list. And I thought, I'm not putting two films from the same franchise into this. And also, I didn't want to put three Wes Craven films into it, but it says a lot that I would have had three Wes Craven films in it. So I went for A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original one. It was a toss-up between that and A New Nightmare. Um, because I, I just, I've said this a lot about a lot of these films, but I adore both of those films. And I think the reason I, I would put A Nightmare on Elm Street above New Nightmare, because it would go above it on my list if I was putting them both in, is because the, well, I think there's a few reasons. One is it's the first real horror film I watched that I, that I hooked on. It's got that personal thing. They're like, this is horror. Mm. This is awesome. They were like that. Um, and the uh yeah, so that would be kind of the, the biggest reason. But I also think it's the original. And I think I'd also have one because a new nightmare and, and scream, there's very similar threads within that. Um, whereas an, uh, a nightmare on Elm Street is like an original. I know it's a slasher kind of paranormal slasher, but it it, it goes in a different place uh on, on a nightmare on Elm Street, and it's it's <laughs> It's a brilliant film. It's almost a perfect film. Almost a perfect film. And it, it at the time, it's terrifying. The concept is terrifying. So you've got Freddy Krueger, who basically killed kids that was um, burnt alive, and comes back to get you in your sleep. And guess what? You can't get away from people in your sleep, as you found out with a bloke pressing down on your chest when you just woke up. It's, this is what happens. Maybe that was Freddy Krueger. Who knows? Oh, right? Well, I don't, I don't live in that house now, so I'm happy with that. Also, you'd have felt these stabby fingers. So, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that I, I love that film. I love the way it's made. I love the way it's projected. I love, again, from what I can recall, there's no nudity in that film. And don't get me wrong, as a 13 year old boy, I'm looking for breasts. As a 39 year old <laughs> man, I'm not turning down breasts. <laughs> but I do watch films differently now. And I mentioned before about Halloween and about how the nudity in there doesn't feel like it's exploitative. It doesn't feel like it's lingering. It doesn't feel like it's graphic. Whereas on other franchises, such as Chopping Mall, or it's not a franchise, but Chopping Mall or uh, Friday the 13th, it's like those breasts are there just to get people to watch. It's like Game of Thrones. You put all the sex in the first two seasons and stop it. Yeah. Put them, in cold, put them in cold places so the nipples are all hard. Yeah. But from what I can recall, there isn't. I know there's a sex scene in it, but it's kind of, you know, they've got the, the quilts over them. <laughs> you know, we ain't <laughs> seeing nothing today. And even once you're getting dragged about the ceiling, being being gutted, essentially, again, you still don't see hope, from what I can recall. Um, so I, I just love the way the film is made. I think it's really clever. And there's even that scene where Nancy's in the bath and Freddy Krueger's hand comes up. And it's like, it's not lingering. It's not. It's not sexy. Well, it's sexy in a way, but it's not like um, it's not put there to be pornographic. It's put there to be scary as shit, and it works. It does. It's interesting, though. It's not with a boy in the bath. That's because Nancy. Uh, that's because Nancy's the final girl. Uh-huh. I, I don't think it's it's anything other than that, and I think that 
not all good films, all good horror films, but the the the, the, the horror films that I still think, the slasher horror films, they have that final girl. And I think that's why it works now. I think if they do that to any other character in that film, even any of the other female characters, it doesn't work. It's because it's happening to Nancy, who is just the, the darling, the sweetheart of, and who then winds up obviously kicking Freddy Krueger's ass. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that. And I get what you're saying. There's there's always going to be that, but that scene doesn't work with a bloke, probably because he'd be knocking one out because that's what blokes do in the bath. But no, um, but it's I've lowered the tone again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but no, I, I genuinely think it works because it's Nancy, not because it's a uh, because it's a woman. Um, there's, I mean, if you go on to watch Nightmare on Elm Street two, which was Craven. I think started writing the script for, but then didn't like the way they wanted to take it. So they gave up. That's like massively homoerotic. That's like, that's ridiculous. The amount of cock in that film is unbelievable. <laughs> All right, noted. Yeah. Not obvious cock, like subtle cock. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. And there you go. And that's my Nightmare on Elm Street. And it, to me, it's my favourite. I think if you ask me to list... My favourite horrors, that one's always going to be the one that comes at the top, partly because it's the, the film that got me into horror properly. So I think before that, everything I'd watched were like um, Hammer Horror, which I, I love. Um, but, yeah, that's the film that got me into horror properly, got me hooked. And, um, yeah, but it's also just a brilliant film. Another one that has massive ups and downs throughout the series. It finishes on the high. There is New Nightmare that we've discussed previously in the show, and it's not actually on my list, so I'll leave it there for that. So my top ten, then, was uh, I Spit on Your Grave, Late Mungo, Ghostbusters, Scream, Halloween, Beetlejuice, Night of the Living Dead, Alien, Evil Dead, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. And mine was, did we do mine from ten to one? I don't think we did, did we? We've done all yours, yeah. No, I mean, but did we do a little summary of them? Do a little summary of them. Right. So um, number 10 was What Lies Beneath, number 9 was The Orphanage, 8, Saw, 7, A Quiet Place, 6, The Ring, 5, Scream, 4, Get Out, 3, Audition, 2, Blair Witch, and number 1, The Shining. I mean, between it's a pretty handsome collection, all 20 of them, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's some absolute classics on there, um, not just from mine, but I'm mightily impressed with your list. I think that from your list, uh, The Shining, The Blair Witch Project, Get Out, um, A Quiet Place, Saw, all of those could have gone into my top 10. Five of your 10 easily could have gone into my top 10. Uh, I am just going to mention another couple of films just to throw them out there for anyone that's listening and thinking, hmm, I've, I've really enjoyed this top 10 of horrors. What other horrors can I go listen to now? Because these guys clearly have good taste. I'll check out The Exorcist, scariest shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, horrible film. Uh, if you're the kind of person that likes films like I Spit on Your Grave, <laughs> go watch a Serbian film. Um, if you've seen a Serbian film, you'll know where I'm not going to go into details about what's it about. But if you like that sort of film, you'll like that. Oh, I mentioned it previously, but um, The Innocence, which is, I think it's like 40s that were made. And that's that's a brilliant ghost story. Absolute brilliant ghost story, which is kind of like the others. And if you've, if you if you like that sort of ghost story, read the book that it's based on, which is called The Turn of the Screw, which in itself is uh, the other one I'm going to mention that now has skipped my brain, which is a bit annoying. Friday the 13th, I've slagged it off a bit. 
on on the show because you know it's it's a bit bonkers, it's a bit exploitative, but out of all the those sort of slasher fra- slasher franchises, it's probably the 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 most the, not necessarily the best, but the can one you watch from start to finish because every every film is just fun. It's not scary. I mean, the first one's a little scary because I'm not going to... I know it's an old film, but I'm not going to spoil anything to all them because it's not what you expect. Um, but every film is just fun as you go through. It's that kind of kick back, have a couple of beers, and just watch all the teenagers get slaughtered, which is always a treat. So I've got a couple. I nearly had... I had Bram Stoker's Dracula, which got called... Uh, just because it just it's doesn't stand up as a good film, even though I think it's a good Dracula film. And I feel like Hitchcock deserves honourable mention. So I did have Psycho down on my list originally, and it really broke my heart to sort of remove that. And that's again, if we want to talk about genre informing, then Hitchcock's the master for that. Also, Rear Window is one of my most favourite, but I would put Rear Window in a thriller thing, so that's just part that's one side. Also, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, I really like. I'd got Zombieland as well, because um, I think that's a great um, zombie. And Poltergeist. That's, that's made me chuckle. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, Poltergeist. They're here. Um, the Disney is often called the Disney horror, isn't it? Poltergeist. It's Spielberg's. Yeah, um, and I do like the Poltergeist. I think the only thing I don't like about the Poltergeist is. There's a bit at the end where it kind of jumps from being like this slow burn to like bang is all yeah. the horror. Yeah, and it's like well, <laughs> the house bit... kind of goes like mental. Yeah, it's a bit. I don't. It feels almost like there's 20 minutes missing at a film, and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. quite quite click. Do you know um, what? You're absolutely right with that. It's slow burn, slow burn, slow burn. <laughs> 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 I've never um, noticed it before. And as we talk, I've now found my original list or one of my lists that I was desperately scrambling to find previously. <laughs> so another couple to mention, Paranormal Activity, um, which no one found footage one, which is, I no, find terrifying. No, I can't um, watch it. First and second one, but nothing much beyond that. Uh, another found footage called Wreck. Again, only watch the first one. That's a, 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 a different concept of it. Because you know when you watch the found footage films and you're like, why are you still filming? You shouldn't be filming now. Put the film, put the camera down and run the fuck off. Yeah. Rec gives you a really good reason why you should still be filming. Um, other one just to mention, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, what it's called, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not my bag. Uh, there's an absolute phenomenal scene on that. Are you not going to watch it, are you? No. No, right. It basically, it just, he's got this woman who's knocked her out or whatever. She's half unconscious. He just picks her up and puts her on a meat hook. Oh, no, no. And that's it's too like, unpleasant for me. It's one of the best scenes in cinema history. Uh, Stigmata, which I think I spoke about on a recent show. Excellent religious horror. A Serbian film I touched on. Jaws is the greatest film of all time, and it's basically a beast, a creature feature. You could class it as horror, but I've kind of kept that. I'm a horror list. Um, they live, which is 
um, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestler, who basically uh, aliens have come and taken over Earth, but we don't know about it. And he finds magic sunglasses that when you put them on, you can see them, and it basically goes and blows up the aliens. Um, the Thing, which is another John Carpenter classic, uh, as well as They Live, I'd forgotten that, and then obviously Halloween. And that is, uh, you could argue, sci-fi or horror, but that's, and again, I'm not going to spoil anything about that film, but that's often, many people have that as a greatest horror film of all time, a greatest film of all time, potentially. Not mine, obviously, making it to my top 10, but I do love it. And then the final <laughs> one I'm going to give a mention to is what I consider one of the greatest, because I haven't got many ghost films on my list. I'm just looking now. And I think the only one that you could actually call a ghost film would be Ghostbusters, potentially late Mungo, but there's not much paranormal. It's because generally paranormal films do scare me too much to enjoy them. Mm. The entity doesn't scare me, but I adore that film. It's such a, it, it's basically a woman that's been stalked by a ghost and sorry does inappropriate things to her. But it's just... Look at her. Yeah, it's just... Well, well, (laughs) she's not overly impressed with it. But, um, but yeah, it's just such a brilliant film. It's so well shot. Goes a bit crazy at the end, as all good paranormal films do. Uh, Also, The Amateurville Horror, which is... Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. that's creepy as fuck. I have to take a break into that film as well. I have to pause and go back and reset and come back and watch it sinister from the second they're in there it's uh yeah oh my goodness ah uh, so there was one where when we first thought about doing this like, well i know which one i'm going on because it's got the the orphan i meant to have it on my list and i haven't got it on here i don't think i've seen that but i suppose it's similar i'm guessing is the boy the film the boy that's really creepy with a, a very surprise ending uh, another film called the witch which is, oh, super creepy, super creepy. And uh, I'm going to give one, I could go on all night here, I'm going to give one final shout out to uh, uh, an English film that's probably about 20 years old. And uh, it's called Creep, which is basically Mm -hmm. something that goes on in the London underground. And if you like darkness and you like creepy stuff and you like freaky monsters that you eventually find out where they've come from, go watch Creep. I'm just going to try and get me a, a horny ghost. That reminds me of like the feature on this morning, a woman who had sex with a ghost. Didn't they ask her what happened when he finished? Not <laughs> <laughs> that one of the questions, and she's like, didn't know how to answer it. But I think that that woman let it go back to say the ghost had left her. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, that's that's goals for me. It's just like, she got ghosted. <laughs> Yeah, getting ghosted by a ghost. Ah, there you go. Brilliant. That's, that's made you laugh too much. Because <laughs> that's funny shit. That's funny. One one question I'm going to ask you, actually, just as we wrap up. Um, w- would you have any recommendations for scary TV shows? Scary TV shows? Just to chuck one or two out there. Have you got any that spring to mind? No, I I absolutely detest American Horror Story um because it's in that it's just nasty so i no i quite liked you um (laughs) yeah but i'll think of a tv show in a minute (laughs) i wouldn't say it's horror though it's thriller because it's um it's stalking so 
I can't think of any horror shows that I watch. I watch a lot of true crime stuff, which I think, you know, that is that is horrific, some of the stuff of that. So um, don't fuck with cats. Um, if you want something really dark and sinister, that is true to life. I haven't seen any of them, so I've just found loads of new ones to watch. Uh, <laughs> the only one I'm going to give a shout out to is Supernatural, which uh. um, isn't properly scary. But you will probably like it because it's got two incredibly good-looking blokes in that take the top off a lot. Oh, well, there we go. Who who cares what else is going on? It starts off with a mother being burnt to death on the ceiling and uh, gets better from there. They wind up fighting God and all sorts. Right. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while to get me in the mood, but we'll, we can maybe work with it and see. I, I would give it a try. I would, even for yourself, I would give it a try because the horror isn't particularly scary. It's more emotional than scary. Right. Um, but be warned, be warned. It's 16 series long. And oh, once God. you're hooked, you're hooked. I mean, you know my thing that I get bored easy and often. I watched all that from start to finish. I'm currently doing a rerun. Um, so, yeah, so that, that'll be my my tip for TV. Uh, I also feel like we should, I don't know, Maybe this is right. I want to take a moment to apologise to the listeners because I thought we'd have this wrapped up in about 45 minutes. <laughs> Turns out both of us doing top tens is longer than a normal episode. So, is it really? Well, about the same length. Um, so, yeah, we'll do more of these because this was fun. I enjoyed <laughs> it was, this. It was really good. Um, and I'm, I feel really um, happy that I'm in good books. This is like the best I've come off an episode ever. Well, what you know, you've... I'm impressed. I've said all along you love horror films and you've proven it tonight. <laughs> what you don't like is the graphic exploitation films. And I think that's a difference. You don't like the overtly gore. So whereas you've got your sailors and your Serbian films and your hostels and your I spit on your grave and all, all those kind of ones, don't watch Sailor. I'm not going to watch not, any of it. I um, won't even watch most of the films on my list again. <laughs> I have to admit, there's a couple on mine I don't watch often. So we'll leave it at that. So are you going to do your, your regular wrap-up for us? Um, I wish I could, but if I I will have forgotten most of the ones that are on your list. So, um, no. <laughs> okay, so on this week of this spooktacular episode, a little bonus, a massive bonus treat for you all, 90 minutes of pure horror goodness. We have some absolutely epic choices from the mighty Emma Morgan, including What Lies Beneath, A Quiet Place, The Ring, Scream, which is probably my favourite out of all the films she listed, and indeed The Shining, which still freaks me out so much I can't really watch it today. Um, so, yeah, some wonderful choices from Emma, some obviously even better choices from me. Um, but, maybe do a poll. Uh, yeah, don't do a poll. Don't do a poll. Um, but... Uh, what I am going to say is if you only were to pick one of my films to go and watch, I'm still going to go with Lake Mongo. Pick Lake Mongo. It's underrated, it's underseen, and it's just a bit spooky and a bit great. I'm not as good at these as you are, so uh, I'll leave it there as a wrap-up. Hope you've all had a brilliant Halloween and an even better time listening to us chatter on about shit. Dun, dun, dun. That was good. Right. I make no apologies in advance. I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs>